Hello everyone, you're listening to the Belladance Live podcast. I'm your host Jana Komarnitska and I'm thrilled to share a new portion of dance inspiration with you. If you are a new listener, welcome to the show. Don't forget to subscribe and receive automatic updates about our new episodes. And if you are our regular listener, welcome back. Please leave your reviews on whichever app you're listening. They really help me promote the show and spread awareness about Belladance art form. Plus, I really like like hearing back from you. On this note, let's get to our today's episode. Cross-training is the key to successful dancing. It may sound shocking, but it's true, especially if you don't see improvement in your skills. And why not cross-train doing what you already love? Sharky, the belly dance workout is what happens when authentic belly dance meets high-energy fitness. Sharky builds endurance for your gigs, stamina for your technique, and strength and flexibility to prevent injuries. From cardio and core to strength and stretch, their membership has everything you need to dance your best. Both live online and recorded options are available. Try them out for only $5 for the first week. They guarantee that you'll love their workouts and supportive community. Join now at sharky.com slash online, S-H-A-R-Q-U-I dot com slash online, direct link in the show notes. This year, in 2023, I haven't actually released that many compilations of best-of moments, and I feel it's time to change it. So today we have a new compilation. We are going to focus on the topic of nutrition, uh, listening, hearing from different artists about their different experience, different routines. We literally will talk about nutrition from very many different angles and perspectives, and not only on personal level, but specifically nutrition for dancers. Some tips, some of the routines. I hope that this conversation, this episode will inspire you to take deeper look at your own nutrition and maybe revisit it and make some changes to benefit you more or maybe even you'll get a couple of tips but always remember that this is very individual journey everybody is different everyone house is different and everyone's situation is different so use this as inspiration and a starting point for you to do your own research and your own journey but i hope it will literally will inspire you to make some changes for better in your life. So today you will hear from Cassandra Fox, Jelena Carlano, Ala Kushnir and Mercedes Nieta. All these conversations that you will hear today are just a little parts from the entire interviews that we did with each of these artists and with some of them we already did a several interviews, but specifically the topics that, or the episodes that I used for this best of uh, edition will be listed in the show notes to this episode so you can find it easily there click and listen more because with each of these artists we explored this topic way further and we dived into other very related topics to the nutrition with some we talked more about food and health with some we talked more about conditioning and of course with some we talked about just the idea of self-care 
and self-acceptance, which is also very important, both on personal and dance level. So all these interviews, you can find direct link in the show notes, but I hope you will enjoy today's conversation. Let me know what you think afterwards, and don't forget to screenshot this episode and share it on social media, or simply send to one of your friends. I'm pretty sure you know at least one person among your dance community who may need to hear this. Are you ready for the magic of authentic Egyptian dance, personal discovery and empowerment? If so, discover Joanna Saira's online dance school, a place where your uniqueness is celebrated and dance and personal growth go hand in hand. Egyptian oriental and folkloric dance styles taught with a pioneering method bringing the best of the East and the West together a platform that will offer you much more than you bargained for. Joanna Zaira, the founder of this platform, started her career in Egypt and from there she traveled the world sharing the beauty and power of Egyptian dance. Now it's your time to receive some of those treasures. Check the available courses at joannasaira.com. Direct link to the website is in the show notes. Specifically women, but any people, I think, regardless of gender, they sometimes forget that visual is just visual. And it's yeah. <laughs> whatever visual goals you have doesn't necessarily make you happy. It's first of all needs to go from internal of your health. Whatever you need to do, either maybe get a little bit more curvy or maybe get a bit slim. But it's first of all about health. So how do you find this? Uh, I don't know if you can sort of separate where is the... Uh, self-love and self-acceptance and where it can be just sort of uh, laziness or not believe that you can uh, get to a better place whatever you it means for person well I think I come at it from a different perspective I actually my when I was in university I was studying nutrition and nutraceutical sciences uh so it's bio it was basically biochem and the the look not necessarily biochemistry we'd take some biochemistry but it was making products um product development for natural health products and so obviously a lot of human health and nutrition courses uh and i feel like what's really lost sight of is healthy doesn't have a face we associate one we think healthy we think slim fit six pack but healthy does not have a face Mm. healthy can look so different on so many people but we are trained to associate visuals with health and visuals with not healthy. Um, and I think society needs a reset and people need to open their mind. I'm also of the mindset, like I'm pretty um, let people live their lives as they choose. So I'm of the mindset if someone wants to be lazy and their laziness is leading to their unhealthiness in that specific instance, then that's sort of their right. <laughs> um, I mean, like, you only get one life, you get one trip. And if that's how you want to spend it, that's how you want to spend it. I know how I feel when someone tries to tell me what I should be doing or how I should live my life. Um, so I try not to do it to others. Um, but I do think that if you're like, if you're not feeling good and it's bothering you, then you do need to make a change. If it's not bothering you, then what's the point in making a change? But if it is bothering you, then you need to, or you should address it because it feels great to feel better. <laughs> It feels amazing to feel better. 
Um, you know, and, and with the body love and the self love stuff, having seen it, you know what? I like to support other dancers online. And if there's one thing I can honestly say is watching other dancers or seeing their stuff and seeing the comments they get, it really doesn't matter what body type you have as a dancer. Someone's going to say something bad about it. Mm. If you're skinny, you're too skinny and you don't have any curves or you have no boobs or you've got no hips or this, that, and the other. And that's a problem. A belly dancer should be curvy. And then sometimes you could be the curvy dancer in here. Like you should be less or there's too much to shake or it's just jiggle. Like it's, People just say stuff to say stuff sometimes, you know, without even knowing what they're talking about. So if you can do what you want to do and you feel good doing it, I feel like you're on the right path. And the reality is like you have to find what foods agree with you. Like for me, I'm in the process of doing elimination diets because I, I deal with indigestion and it's not always obvious foods. Like obviously deep fried foods impact indigestion, but also for me, cabbage does too. Just plain old cabbage. <laughs> mm. I have a hard time with it. Iceberg lettuce. I have a hard time with it. So it's not always the foods that we assume to be healthy or unhealthy you know, the unhealthy ones are pretty consistent. Like if you deep fry anything, indigestion's on the radar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's it's not necessarily like we would all think of cabbage or lettuce as health foods. Mm-hmm. But for me, iceberg lettuce is, is a, a guaranteed gas issue. <laughs> mm. um, and this is what I'm talking about with feeling good. And it's not necessarily what our perceptions of, of health are. And you really have to pay attention to your body and how you feel. If you don't have the energy to get through a practice, then you should do your best to address that and work on how can I get more energy to get through this practice. You know, maybe you're not maybe you're not getting through practices because you're having glucose crashes. You know, a sugar crash will knock you on your butt 100%. Um, and then there's mis, you know, uh, misconceptions on people think like, oh, I went to Booster Juice and I got a smoothie. It's super healthy. Well, if you just have fruit packed in your smoothie, you've just like you're you you may have set yourself up for a sugar crash depending on mm-hmm. what your metabolic needs are. Yeah. But we associate fruit as healthy, right? So it's it's really on a case to case basis. And I feel like the whole health industry and in turn, you know, fitness industries or um, performance industries like dance would benefit from having a more open mind case to case perspective because as i said earlier the most important thing for me is health doesn't have a face and health is also a privilege if you are someone who has um chronic disease then you see health as a privilege and you know healthy is relative for you and we have to take that into account with people that they're going to do do the best you can with what you have Hmm. within your realm and i think that's the best way to move forward like Even if, you know, say if you suffer from chronic back pain, you might always have chronic back pain, but perhaps you can make lifestyle choices to help alleviate. And those lifestyle choices may be specific to you and your condition. From a professional dance point, as a professional dance performer, does body shape matters or is it just about dance skills? Honestly, I think it's it's about being in condition no matter what size you are. Um, you know, I know very petite dancers. I know very, very large dancers uh, that they're in a strong physical condition that they can they can move really well. They can tolerate, you know, eight to nine hours of rehearsals uh, with their bodies w- without injury. So they're able to sustain those things. That, you know, that's really important to consider is 
being able to do these things and, and avoid injuries. So it's about like the conditioning of the body. It's not really about the, the size or the shape because we're all, you know, we all have this like different genetic makeup, different bone structure, different height. Um, so it's, I feel like it's very individual to that person and how, how they handle their fitness and nutrition and how they feel and if they can show up and, and, um, and feel good after eight hours of dancing, of course, tired like all of us, but, uh, that, that's, that's what I, you know, I would say it's, it depends. It's a very personal thing about how they feel. Mm. Then you talk about conditioning of your body. What exactly do you mean? What is conditioning means for you? Um, well, I, it kind of starts with me with, with nutrition. And the funny thing, the, the reason, sorry, I was a little late this morning with our, with our phone date, with our interview. Um, but I was actually on, a, on a, another Skype phone call with, um, with uh, my results for my genome testing. And I don't know if you know anything about that, but it's a, it's a DNA test that really like looks deep into your DNA and see if you have uh, precursors for uh, any diseases like diabetes mm -hmm. or other things, what type of um, exercise level you should be doing, what type of foods work with your body, hormone levels. And it was tremendously insightful. Um, fortunately, I, things are looking pretty good. Uh, specifically, he, he noted that one of the top things is, is my mood and my emotional state, that they can even read that in, in your genes. Um, oh, wow. and I said, Oh, that, that, that feels pretty on point. I'm going to, you know, I'm often, you know, very positive person, as you know. So then we went through nutrition and diet and all the, all of those things and different, um, things that I would be a precursor for, uh, if I wasn't, like taking care of, um, nutrition. So it's, for me, I do, I sort of lean into a paleo type of nutrition where, um, it's, it's really like low, low carbs, maybe like, it's basically, we call it like a 60, 30, 10 or 50, 40, 10. So 60, 30, 10 means 60% of my meal would consist of like high fiber veggies, like, um, specifically like broccoli and, cauliflower and like really like cruciferous vegetables, things like that, Brussels sprouts, then a really clean protein. I just say clean because I think we all know what that means. So like a nice piece of fish or chicken, and then a complex carb would be the 10%. So something like, um, like a half of a sweet potato or a tablespoon of quinoa to, to have that balance. Uh, because a lot of the carbs sort of trend, you know, transform into sugars into your body and that transforms into fat. And that's, you know, kind of a concern for, for conditioning. Um, mm. yeah. So, um, that's kind of my approach to my meals. I also do something called intermittent fasting where I eat between like an eight hour window, uh, or sometimes a six hour window or sometimes, little bit higher, lower. And I, I kind of listen to my body. I don't really get too crazy obsessed with it. Uh, you know, I went down that rabbit hole <laughs> and, uh, just having a balance, I think of that. So basically like maybe skipping breakfast and, uh, sometimes I'll do like a bulletproof coffee with the coffee with a little bit of coconut oil. And, uh, then I'll skip, skip breakfast and then have my first meal around like one o'clock. And then um, the last meal around 6 or 7 p.m. 
So then that way between when I go to bed and wake up in the morning, then I'm, then I'm fasting. And that just, it gives, once you get used to it and you adapt to it, it actually, it's very energizing. Your body has a lot of energizing energy because you're not, your body's not working on digesting food and your organs have a chance to rest. And, um, in the beginning, it was challenging, I, I have to say. But once I was acclimated to it, it uh, I found it really energizing. And I'm able to, like, work out. Uh, usually, I try to work out in the morning. So usually, I can even do some sort of workout um, with my Bulletproof coffee. Or, or often, I have what I call, like, Bulletproof green tea. Mm. <laughs> so green tea, green tea matcha is a big, big part of my program. I have it almost every day. And, you know, there's so many benefits to green tea. There's the, um, the antioxidants, the cordyceps, um, oh, sorry, the cachetins. I love that word, cachetins, <laughs> uh, that you can get from green tea, which are like anti-cancerous and just, um, you know, really, really beneficial for the body. And the benefit, too, is it gives you a little lift with the caffeine. So, you know, that doesn't hurt my feelings. Mm. It's so funny. I literally today had a bulletproof uh, uh, cacao. <laughs> Did I you? can drink coffee. Yes. Um, I can drink coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker. I had awful headaches immediately, ah. but I subbed it with cacao. I didn't try it with matcha, but with cacao, I did. Um, although I, um, I kind of feel like bulletproof for uh, saying it's a separate philosophy and many people have no idea about it. Right. So... Uh, I probably will just, I'm, I know one very cool YouTube video that explains it a lot, so I'll probably just add, uh, um, add a note yeah. in the show link. Yeah, because so people, people don't know what the look. bulletproof, what, yeah, yes. a lot of people ask. That'd be great to share that with people, because it's, it's kind of yeah. interesting. So, <laughs> so we don't go in the scientific uh, yeah. points of what is bulletproof. But just on this note, I also should add that, that I had a very... Um, doubtful doubtful experience with bulletproof mm -hmm. because then i just discovered about it and it has a lot of uh, uh positive uh, health benefits like at least what i read and what i researched like was everything great so i was like okay i'll do it and it gives energy and you don't feel hungry in the morning you can work out but i remember then i started doing it on a daily basis after a week, I got uh, side effects like nausea and uh. I felt like very bad on stomach. So, and then I went a little bit more in research and I felt for some people, if you do it on a daily basis, it can get, it's sort of over accumulation of those elements from coconut oil. Yeah. Not just from coconut oil, but highly extracted coconut oil. Right, <laughs> Because right. it's specifically bulletproof. So I just want to give like here, like I do it still as well. Even yeah, I don't, I don't do it every day either. I don't do the intermittent oh, okay. fasting every day and I don't recommend it. It's, it, 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 like you said, once you go too far, it can become like a stressor on the body. Yeah, yeah. so like it's great tool. So I definitely add the link in show notes that, clearly explains what is bulletproof concept yeah. of coffee or matcha, but also yeah. people don't go crazy just because you heard it from yeah. on yeah. the podcast. And again, it's such a personal thing. You have to find out, like, just like having this conversation about my own genome. Um, he was like, yeah, you need to cut back on some of the coconut oils because, you know, he says olive oil and avocado is great for you and your DNA, but too much olive oil, uh, sorry, too much coconut oil is going to, um, like, you know, raise your other levels. So it's very, very personal. And you have to see how you feel again, not how, you, you know, not, it's not always about what the mirror says. It's about how your body reacts to it. 
Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah. Also, you mentioned about intermediate fasting mm-hmm. or like limiting, probably even if you don't do intermediate fasting, but you probably have sort of like don't eat before sleep or something like that on a daily basis. How about after shows? <laughs> that That's such a challenge. And especially dancers who travel, um, this is like something I've been trying to, I'm, I feel like I've gotten better at it, but it's, it's really hard because, you know, obviously eating before bed is not good. That's not good for your digestion. It's not easy to sleep well. And, um, so the thing is like, for example, like, uh, specifically if I work in like Italy and Spain and where they have the, uh, uh what's it? The siesta where the restaurants don't mm-hmm. even open till eight, eight or nine o'clock at night the restaurant, like you're at the hotel Mm -hmm. and then you're getting picked up to go to the theater at seven o'clock and you finished your workshop at three o'clock and nothing's open. So there's this, like, there's this huge window of time where there's no food available and you got to eat something before the show. You can't really have a full giant meal before the show. I don't like to eat like at least three hours before a show, just very, very light, light things. So Mm -hmm. I've sort of come up with this kind of system um, where I, I will definitely like, I'll, I'll plan, like I know on Saturday I have the workshop and then I have like, uh, I have my downtime and then I have, I'm picked up for the theater show at this time. And, uh, what I'll do is I'll order something from room service or I'll go out and get something and I'll bring it back to my room. And then I have my meal, um, sort of like a, like maybe like a big salad with some protein on it and some, um, some veggies and maybe like a plain yogurt, some sort of like healthy snacks also to get me through. So I'll have like a sort of like a very, very light, light dinner, like maybe a quarter of the food. I'll eat about a quarter of the food. Then I'll just cover it up and leave it in my hotel room. So when the show is over and we come back to the hotel, um, I know that I've got a nice healthy option waiting in my hotel room. So then I'll have my, Mm. my chicken salad, for example, have that, you know, take a shower and go to bed. So I am eating pretty close to my bedtime. But the good thing is, um, actually, like I was with Shaharazad the other day, we were both in um, working at a festival in Germany and the show ended. We went back to the hotel and everything was closed and she had not eaten the whole day. And the only option was some sort of like delivery pizza and she's gluten free. So so she basically had to completely skip having a meal. And that's not going to be, you know, a healthy option either. So often late at night, the only thing available is pizza right so and it's usually not even like great qualities so um just kind of planning ahead and being strategic about it because that that just happens um and then again like the siestas with the restaurants being closed and not not being able to have any options is something to that to consider and to navigate ahead of time and and reach out i reach out to like sponsors and friends and i ask them can i please you know sometimes i'll have i'll have my chicken set or uh, my food backstage and as soon as the show ends, I'm so hungry. I'll just be like scarfing down my food in my costume, <laughs> uh, you know, because I really, it's really hard for me to dance with a full belly. So I try to just have like snacks, like some nuts, maybe a little tiny bit of fruit. I don't eat a lot of fruit. Um, so nuts and maybe a power bar, uh, backstage. If I start, if the show is going, you know, way longer than expected, um, which uh, hello, I think we've all been backstage at those shows. (laughs) Um, 
so yeah, that's something that I, uh, I try to just be strategic and plan with. The other thing as I do is I travel with a bunch of my favorite sort of healthy, uh, healthy, healthy options. Uh, for example, like I have, um, I have this mushroom blend, which is um, by Laird Hamilton. I don't know if you heard of him. He's a, f- a famous surfer. I'm going to send you a bunch of these links about some of the stuff I talked oh, cool. talk to you about. So mm-hmm. I'll send you links to all this stuff we talk about. So if anybody wants to check it out, but basically it's this mushroom blend and it has, um, it has chaga for like recovery. It's, it, these are names of mushrooms, by the way, chaga for recovery, cordyceps for like uh, energy and endurance, and then the mitake to boost your immune system. So I can add that into my green tea, green tea mix. And I use like a really nice high quality uh, matcha from Japan. I mix that in and then I can get like a teaspoon of um, coconut butter. And I don't uh, now I'm going to be cutting back a little bit on my coconut butter. But that's also just to have some oils to kind of coat my stomach, give me some energy if I've got an early workshop. So I have that in my room and I don't need a refrigerator and I don't need uh, I don't even need hot water sometimes. Sometimes I just use bottled water and I have it room temp. So it's totally like accessible to me anytime. Um any time that I need it. So having having that is is a really good travel travel kit in my bag. So basically, it's a spoon of coconut oil if you feel hungry. Not not a cookie <laughs> or a not chocolate. A <laughs> Definitely not a cookie or a chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if I do chocolate, um, oh, I'll send you that too. There's this really great brand. It's a really high quality chocolate, and it's about eighty five percent. So very low in sugar. But really nice to have just a little chunk when your body is craving it. And, you know, chocolate has a lot of great benefits, too, if you eat it in moderation and it's not loaded down with sugar. That's something that um, I, you know, I I have like my plan, like my backup plan. So when I have those cravings, then then I have I have something healthy to to reach into my bag. Uh, So, you know, I really try as much as I can to avoid sugars. And sugars and everything, you know, it's in juice, it's in, it's in salad dressings, it's in the sauces, it's, you know, you, it's really hard to avoid. Um, so I, I, I do my best. Traveling is always challenging. So I often just get like salad dressing on the side, or I just ask for some olive oil and some lemon. Um, and I just do my best. It, it, the funny thing is in my contracts for like Billy Dance Evolution, like our green room contract says, no soda, no juice, water only, and no candy or cookies. Just mm. fresh fruits, healthy snacks, and nuts. Because part, part of it is a little bit strategic, not just for me, but also I know that if my dancers get loaded up on sugars and sodas and juices and they got, they're up on a sugar high, they're going to crash down and their energy level is going to drop. So it's, uh, it's strategic. You now point a lot, even on your social media, for a healthier uh, lifestyle and uh, your nutrition and exercise activities. Uh, was this uh, approach changing the approach and having new lifestyle? Was it somehow connected to your career, or was it something just on a personal level you wanted to to go to a more um, healthier uh, body? Mm-hmm. I think that all the wind comes from social media <laughs> because uh, the Instagram full of healthy projects 
the healthy food and the healthy people now, and which is very good for all the world. Better we promote this kind of lifestyle than other. Number two, uh, the now I'm not. Uh, uh, not not growing anymore. <laughs> it's another process. Yeah, I'm after 30, which need uh, better treatment. My body and my health uh, need better treatment uh, to be not only strong performer, beautiful as well. Because when you are dancer, uh, the stage like uh, young bodies and uh, um, like confident and uh, powerful and uh, beautiful performances. So all this you should care. And uh, sure, everyone knows that uh, the health starts from uh, inside, uh, what we eat and after, and beauty mm-hmm. as well, yes. So, uh, and also I don't like uh, so much... Uh, plastic surgery and not natural products. So I'm trying my best to um, save uh, my health and uh, my body by natural way. And uh, sure, I want to be nice on stage. Uh, and, you know, I'm a very powerful dancer and uh, I feel like people not ready to see me uh, when I take it easy. <laughs> people... Uh, have my level and they um, like to see me um, on my style you know sometimes when I do something more quiet the people ask are you tired or you know like uh, each dancer uh, looks good in her own style for example so I have this uh, sportive uh, character from the beginning and all people uh, like to see me on good shape but I think it's very individual because uh, dancers is different. Some dancers they look like they looks good in awalim in old style. Some dancers look good in drum solo. Other dancers, the queens of umkalsum, you know, um, all all we are doing something much better, <laughs> like in our career in our style. Yeah, that's definitely. But I can, uh, uh, I bet for with such lifestyle that you have and such intense, uh, uh, crazily intense uh, performance schedule, you do have to take care of your health and body. And then it basically results in a better visual picture as well. But you look absolutely awesome. And uh, uh, many credits to you to have such a strong willpower to change a lot of things in your life and to get to a healthier and um, more comfortable for you uh, body shape. I know you share a lot of tips uh, about this on your uh, social media, but can we highlight a couple of key principles for people uh, to start their way towards more healthier lifestyle? Like anything three either that you think are the most important or three that you are your like most favorite and it can be something from little, like I don't know, uh, choice of breakfast to maybe something grand like uh, mindset or something like that. Anything that you kind of feel like as a highlighted, let's say three three tips, habits, rituals, anything like that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, I have that. The most easy, for example, uh, I just tell that I'm not eating meat like three years, but 
it will not going to be uh, in this three. I just give this for information I, because people are all different. So uh, you can eat meat and be healthy as well. But I decide to not eat. And now uh, my three uh, best uh, choices for my day, a day. Uh, I love ginger drink, ginger, lemon, and spoon of honey with hot water. This is number one. Number two, I like to do everyday vacuum with my belly, which is uh, in my technique in my Instagram uh, in, uh, in uh, highlighting. Mm-hmm. And uh, number three, uh, number three, oh my God, number three, I want to put a lot. Mm. You can add more. I just was thinking to limit three, but you can add more if you want. <laughs> let's, uh, let's say to take a shower with... Uh, uh, different water, hot and uh, warm, hot and warm. It uh, helps you to wake up and it helps to make your skin more, uh, be more uh, strong. During this time, you kind of also, I would say, found different, like reconnected with your actual body and found different. I don't know, approach, relationship. You had quite a transformation during these last few years. Um, so can you share a little bit about that experience? Sure. That was uh, that was a surprise for me to actually how my, my body started to react to actually being in the same place for a longer time because I think the main element of, of what, what have happened to my body is... Um, is that I um, I was not grabbing it with myself here and there all the time, and I was not forcing it to to you know um, to have uh, um, random uh, daily routines and um, random food. And so what I, what you do when you're traveling, even if you try to really care of take care of your routine and you try to move and work out and try to eat healthy and stuff, but you still have to do a lot of um, time zone changes, different kind of uh, food, different ambient, different schedules. Um, so you cannot really, you, you give very little chance to, to the body to be, to be heard. So you don't really listen to what your body wants because you tell your body what it has to do. And um, I was working out already like a, 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 like three years before or three and a half before lockdown started. So, uh, but um, so I was, I was, and I was trying to do it even when I was on the road and I was trying to eat healthy. Other than I love chocolate and I always eat a lot of chocolate. <laughs> As my students, students know that. And then unfortunately, my, most of my sponsors know that too. I love sweets. Um, but I don't, I never regret it. I'm like, I, I tried all the chocolate in the world and I think I'm very happy with that fact. But other than that, uh, I, I know how many jealous listeners are now like, I want to all chocolates from the, all, the, all over the world to try. That's a oh challenge accepted. <laughs> Actually, when I was in Kiev the last time with Yulia, she had to take me to a supermarket after the event. Poor her, like she was taking me to the airport already, but we went to the supermarket before because I had to get those sweets. I really love those Ukrainian sweets. The um, sirok, 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 sirok. 
Yes, that one. And I know it's uh, it's in Ukraine and Russia and the Baltic countries, right? Also the the the, the sweet with the cottage cheese inside. Ah, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm crazy about that. So we went to the supermarket and say I think we shopped like two kilos of that. I don't know. I'm like <laughs> Did you try chocolate once? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember that was like Yulia was so sweet. She's like uh, what what do you want to take from? I'm just that's the only thing I want. Please take me to the supermarket. I mean, I yeah, but but other than the sweets, I love. Um, I was really careful, but I mean, I mean, not not you know, just uh, just trying to take care of my body even on the road. But it's just impossible. You can't really hear what your body wants because there is so much other noise. Like and and uh, the 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 travel, the schedule, the the work, the different countries, the flying, and the other thing, and maybe I, I, some of, some like most of my friends know it about me, but I think maybe we talked about it briefly last time. Anyway, so I have a fear of flying, which is really terrible, and it's really, um, so it's causing me a lot of stress. So when I travel, it means if it's a flight, uh, I have few days before and after in a constant stress, uh, and my body. Uh, probably uh you know doesn't it can't can't it just couldn't handle it any, anymore like i and i started to lose um i started to lose track over my own uh, body i felt like how however I, I i train or i eat healthy i was just not feeling fit enough i didn't feel very comfortable in my in my body unless when i was dancing when i was dancing i always felt it was just you know it was just i was always comfortable but but I felt like it's not I'm not in the best state or fittest yeah just just wanted to um, um, be better about it but I couldn't and when the COVID started when the lockdown started actually um, the first reaction the first first thing I saw was that my body reacted to to the to the to the to, the, to a, having a routine so well like before I didn't have that, what I started to have in the, in the lockdown. So I was, I had a kind of almost regular routine with the morning, you know, the wake ups, the training, the normal healthy food, and then a proper amount of sleep, um, a good amount of, uh, other exercises, like whatever I could, whenever I could, I went running or I went, uh, riding my bicycle. Um, but the most important was, I think the, the, the routine that I gained and the proper amount of the, 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 the necessary amount of rest that I gave my body finally. And that's how I started to see it started to change. Um, and I, it's not, it wasn't only about losing weight. It was more about, uh, feeling so much, uh, healthier and fitter in, in my body. So it gave me a lot of, um, it gave me a lot of, um, like, you know, motivation to, to take care of it even more. So I started to, to, to run regularly and, um, started to take care of my trainings a little more, um, like seriously, like I couldn't, like I was, I was doing, um, minimum six, uh, different, uh, physical activities a week, like four times training and then one yoga and once like a long bicycle ride. And then in the, in the winter time, I added the runnings in the morning, so I really loved it. I loved I loved feeling my body stronger. I loved feeling that my body is finally getting enough attention, and I'm not just taking from it, but I'm also giving back something. Um, so of course, the the amount of, of of exercises helped me, 
and that I was cooking for myself and I was I'm a very lazy cook so I was trying to cook very easy things and the easiest thing is just a bunch of vegetables and then it's going to be great like you just just throw the vegetables and then put what like I was I so I was I was also eating healthy out of laziness of course but um that um it kind of probably helped but um but I think the main thing was just to stay at, at just to stay at home and giving my body the attention it didn't get for so long. So that's what helped me the most, probably. I also would like to dig a little bit more because what you said right now may be very contrasting to what people uh, kind of not think they may agree, but not their behavior. Because you mentioned like, oh, you ate healthy because of la- out of laziness. <laughs> but usually out of laziness, people go and, I don't know, either buy um, half-processed food to reheat or get pasta, like, you know, like, usually out of laziness recipes, they are way not healthiest ones. Um, so maybe, uh, I don't know, uh, this is just a random thought right now, but maybe you can share, like, one or two your favorite recipes out of laziness <laughs> that you came up during now this time. <laughs> Actually, yes, you're right, uh, because, yeah, there is another kind of laziness when you just want to get something quick and then you buy something uh, like half-processed or fast food. But, you know, during the lockdown, the places were not open, so you can't... I mean, I don't eat uh, those either, I mean, and anyway, but but even if someone likes to eat them, it was not so easy, I guess, like fast food or chains were not open. I mean, uh, yeah, in the supermarket, you can still get um, half-processed, unhealthy fast food I guess but um but I think um for me was um I was just I was just um really happy with the little changes I started to see on my body after even just like a few weeks of staying home and and sleeping enough and and training enough you know just so I didn't really feel like I want to ruin it with uh um I mean I wouldn't, I, I don't like that kind of food very much either. So I'm kind of lucky in that sense. Um, but I, I was, I was consciously focusing on, on the, 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 the vegetable fruit stuff. Yeah, but, but still, like as a chocolate lover, <laughs> okay, maybe not uh, half processed food for you, but you had other temptations. <laughs> yes, I had temptations, but uh, I was kind of, um, you know, I didn't, say no to the stuff I liked so if I saw something that I I'm, I'm just okay so I'm an opportunistic chocolate lover I don't really buy it for myself <laughs> so if I if I get it from somewhere I'm super happy and I'm eating it all if I'm uh, if but it's it's very rarely happening that I'm going somewhere and intentionally buying it it's if I I bought sometimes but I just like I kind of I didn't say no to myself but I kind of tried to take care of you know to not go crazy like uh, I, I I think I was um, the lucky thing with the, the first wave of the quarantine here was that we just start the, the the spring just started so the nice weather just started so it was a nice sunny and kind of warm we had a really warm spring last year and then in the heat you don't really need that kind of heavy food anyway and and at least me in the summer i just need light stuff and and especially when you when you're in the heat you, you move a lot so um i did i still did have some chocolate but like the, you know it was a kind of i also had to realize that it's a kind of a 
compensation kind of, you know, the comfort eating kind of addiction. So it's not like a real addiction, but I think um, probably it, it, it symbolized like the sense of home for me before because I just liked it. It's something I really loved from, I don't know, from before. And then, in, and then when I was home all the time, I think some of those comfort uh, patterns just just went away. I, I I wasn't really craving it. When I did, I had it, but most of the time I was focused on vegetables and fruits. And um, I really loved uh, to just um, oh, I loved making smoothies in, like early afternoon. Like because I, I I started to skip breakfast sometimes. Just I was trying the intermittent fasting uh, idea because um, because I realized that I don't really need. My body is just my body doesn't really need uh, a big breakfast. I, I was just happy with the coffee and then started my 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 exercise right away. So that was one thing I think next to my um, lifestyle change. I mean the more sleep, less travel. I mean zero travel, <laughs> more sleep. Um, it was it was that I was focusing on the intermittent fasting a little more seriously. So. Um, my morning routine was uh, off. I just had my first meal after my exercise, and that was usually a nice uh, fresh fruit smoothie with only uh, fresh or frozen fruits um, without anything. And then that made me really happy for half of the day. And uh, and then for the for the, I always I usually had one bigger meal um, and let's say a late lunch or an early dinner. And sometimes I was happy with just a huge salad. But when I say salad, it's like a lot of things. Like um, uh, I also just like raw vegetables and then some some uh, steamed vegetables and sometimes with tuna, sometimes with like um, um, salmon or, or uh, avocado and cheese, um, but like a giant one. Like, And then I liked my little, um, um, you know, these uh, cereal crackers. And and so yeah, that's what I mean, lazy. Like I was not even really cooking it; I was just putting it together, and that was the start. Okay, I was boiling vegetables very often. That's that's that. When we had asparagus season, so I was doing in the spring, last spring, and also this this quarantine time, which saved my life because I can eat asparagus like um, the whole day. So sometimes I had boiled one for lunch and like uh, whatever, uh, just a cooked one in a salad or with strawberries for the dinner. Like my, I think my favorite one this quarantine was uh, cooked asparagus with um, balsamic vinegar, strawberries, and goat cheese. And I think that was my dinner for like a few weeks. <laughs> and then uh, I, I'm, I'm not very fussy with food, actually. I can eat, If I like something, I can eat it like all the time. But I was trying to focus on, on the various vegetables. Um, and sometimes I had pasta, but I had this vegetable pasta, like lentil pasta, or, um, you know, we have this pasta from, 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 uh, chickpeas or that's like the easiest thing. You just make a, a sauce for it. And, uh, and I started to grow basils and some, some herbs in my balcony, which is super funny that I was here to grow stuff like that. And so sometimes I just made the tomato sauce, um, for my vegetable pasta, like my, um, I like the most um, the zucchini pasta, uh, and then just a lot of basil in the top, and then I was happy. Um, sometimes I um, I made Indian food for myself. Sometimes if I had time, because I really like Indian Indian curry, 
and that's still super uh, with coconut milk. It's super healthy. Just sometimes just by itself for a little rice. Uh, when I I was also like I was also lazy because my mom lives very close to me, and then sometimes she was just you know she just she was just cooking a bigger meal, and then I took something for myself also for a few days. So I I wouldn't I I would say really I was really going for the easiest things, and sometimes uh, when I when I thought I would like eggs, then then that was my lunch instead of breakfast. So I and I was full with it the whole day with boiled eggs with broccoli, steamed broccoli, for example, which sounds super boring. But when when you believe that that's gonna be your, you know, you 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 can still crave it, you can still love it when when. I, I don't know what happened, but because I really love eating, I still love eating. And now that we uh, we have all the restaurants open, and then sometimes I go there and uh, with friends, and um, there is a really nice veggie restaurant around my house. So sometimes I just go there for the lunch menu. Um, I do like to try food, and I never um, really, I never really say no to stuff that I would like to try. But but somehow something shifted. Like I just, my main purpose was to take the the best possible care of my body and I started to get in in connection with it a little differently so sometimes I I honestly feel that I that's what that's what I wanted that's all I wanted steamed broccoli and, and that I just felt it it was not like a, a conscious decision you know I just just my decision was to listen to it the way I didn't listen to it before I didn't even even know I was just going for the random cravings or comfort eating or you know, and and and, st- and and I started to listen to it, and and I was really happy with the discoveries that my body actually wants healthier things than I I think it wants. So uh, I just started to follow that. But um, but uh, the main I think the main main reason of the change was the the routine that I started to have, um, and 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 that to to listen to it to 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 continue intermittent fasting because I felt it was good for my body. To, to continue eating a little simpler but much more greens because it felt good. Um, and then I just enjoyed how I felt about it. I enjoyed feeling stronger and fitter. And then, but the second wave was a little different because um, because for us, the second lockdown was just like um, not 100% lockdown. So restaurants were still open for like takeaway and people could still gather, you know, on the street to eat something you buy in the place. So, I had a little more restaurant food and uh, and I gained a few kilos back. So, but I but I'm still I'm still um, I'm still listening to what my body um, um, you know wants. I'm just I think that's what happened. It's just a, a little more authentic uh, connection between us. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by the Yana Dance Club, bringing more consistency and more fun into your dance training online. Check it out at yanadanceclub.com, direct link in the show notes. And before you leave, don't forget to screenshot this episode and share it with your friends, as well as leave a review on iTunes or any other app you're using to listen to the show. The more people know about this podcast, the easier it is for me to bring even more awesome guests. Until next time, keep shimming and keep dancing.